Welcome to A to Z Jobs, the podcast that delves into the fascinating world of careers, one profession at a time. In each episode, we'll deep dive into a specific profession, exploring its history, requirements, challenges, and rewards. So get ready to expand your horizons, challenge your perceptions, and discover a world of possibilities. I'm Roxy. And I'm Nate. And we're excited to host you on this journey. In this podcast, we introduce you to Lou. She takes us on a journey about the importance of finding your niche, and she gives us some great insight into what it's like to run your own fitness business. Hello, Lou. Welcome to our podcast. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Awesome. I can't wait to find out your entire story. Um, Let's jump right into it and find out what you do for a living. Um, I am a personal trainer. Um, I specialize in working with mums. Um, so I've been working with mums specifically for the last two years and I do it through, um, either group classes, um, which the wonderful Roxy was a client of mine last year, um, or I do personal training as well. Um, so we're quite specialized, like I said, specifically working with mums, the, the course that I've done, it's bridging that gap between, um, like your standard personal trainer, um, and what a women's health physio would do. Um, so yeah, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. It got me back into everything again with a bunch of mums, yeah. wonderful community. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what, so what does a day in the life of Lou look like? What, what would you do on a daily basis to, to make this career happen for you? Oh, good question. Um, so thankfully I don't have the 5am get-ups like I used to in the start of my PT career. Um, although I do still get up pretty early. I've got a dog who might make an appearance at some point. Um, so I take her out for a walk, come back, um, have breakfast. Then if I've got classes, I'll get the car packed up. Um, depending on what I've got programmed for that day, obviously what equipment's going in the car. And then, so I'm in Maroubra in Sydney and I do my classes in Centennial Park, which is, depending on traffic, 15, 20 minute drive away. Um, So yeah, head over to the park, um, get myself set up. Classes start at 9.30. So I usually get there um, about 10 past, quarter past nine and start welcoming in the mums. So at the moment, for example, um, doing some trials. So there's lots of new faces joining us, which is fantastic. Um, so I'm there, nice smiley face, waking, welcoming in the, the new mums. Um, obviously it can be a bit nerve wracking the first time. Um, but yeah, and then, then we get into it. So the class, there's obviously a lot of um, pelvic floor work, a lot of stretching. Um, I like to incorporate a little bit of breath work as well, because I find that's really important for mums who might be a bit flustered, you know, baby hasn't slept, hasn't, you know, crying in the car, all the different things that happens with the little ones. Um, and then we get cracking into to the main part um, and, and that will change week to week really between the classes. Um, some days I have two classes. Um, again, it really, it really does depend on obviously time of year. Um, and then from then I will either head off to, um, I do a little mobile personal training around the eastern suburbs 
or um, I'll come back home and then it will be admin, um, which surprises a lot of people how much admin is involved. Um, I think when I was just a, a, you know, rookie personal trainer, if you like, when I was working for a gym, um, there wasn't so much of the, the admin. Um, but now running my own business, um, there's a lot of admin. Um, some of it is fun. Uh, some of it's not so fun, but that's, you know, that's what happens when you run a business. <laughs> and, and do you do all your own ad- admin? You, you're taking payments, you're doing the taxes, you're doing, it's all you. Everything's me. I have this year or, well, last tax year. So within the last few weeks, got a bookkeeper on board. Because if I'm honest, I completely buried my head in the sand when it came to my finances and, and tax returns and, and whatnot. But um, yeah, I'm now, I guess I'm uh, 18 months into doing the specific mum's business. Um, and hopefully, who knows, we'd like to get a mortgage one day. So I need to make sure that I'm all over my finances, the the boring grown up stuff. But um, luckily, my bookkeeper's lovely and very friendly and knows that it's not my strong suit. <laughs> It's good that you can have those kind of systems in place and reach out to people for that kind of support. But yeah, your your mum's group was amazing to me. Like as a mum trying to get out of the house and knowing that if I'm five to 10 minutes late, it's fine. Other mums are in the same boat. Yeah. Or if my little one decides to kick off, all the other little ones are there. And, and throughout that hour, at least one of them would do the same thing. Or yeah. another mom would chip in. She'd be like, I'll hold your baby while you run the lap. And then <laughs> you hold my baby yeah. while I run the lap. And then, yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's all about community and, and support. And um, I think that's what stresses a lot of mums out to start with. I, I, I hear a lot that they've gone to tried other forms of exercise and it's just too much it's too overwhelming so my classes are specifically designed with that in mind you can jump in and out um you know as and when bub needs you um sometimes as you said roxy they'll be chill they'll be fine they'll be good on their mat some days they might want to cuddle obviously worst part of my job you know I get to hold all these lovely little brothers um but yeah so it's it's I really enjoy it I get a lot out of it I'm super passionate about it as well oh it's brilliant (laughs) so how did you get started in this profession um so I have been a coach for almost 10 years um be 10 years next year I have always been uh, a little sporty spice, if you like. Um, I have got three brothers, so I have grown up sports being quite predominant in our family, um, football in particular, or soccer, if you're listening in Australia or the US, but it's football. We won't get into that argument. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, in case anybody's wondering, my team's Liverpool. Um, so <laughs> my family are, are from Liverpool and I didn't really get much of a choice when I was growing up. Um, so yeah, really into football growing up, playing sports, um, swimming, got to secondary school, hockey, like everything, absolutely everything. Um, and then when I finished school, school sports finish and I did nothing, absolutely nothing. I didn't continue anything like that. I went to uni, I had a couple of years out, went to uni, 
did the tried the gym thing and to be honest was quite intimidated by it um did what I think probably most women would be guilty of just sticking to the cardio equipment because I felt it was safe mm-hmm. um and then I'd always thought oh, I really do enjoy it though if I only if I knew more that kind of thing and in the UK it's not a very well paid profession um at least to start with um very I mean I'm going back 15 a long time ago let's say and uh, when I first contemplated it and it was probably starting salaries at about 16 grand UK money so not very much so um I actually went to university and did something completely different um I did entertainment technology um so oh. similar background to to Roxy I worked in TV production um I loved the editing I loved the project management side of things um that was probably my strong suit fast forward a few years I come to Australia um the land of opportunity and I started doing boot camps as a client outdoors and now whilst I had trained outdoors in the UK there was one winter Wandsworth Common I did a boot camp and it was Oh, there was snow. Let's put it that way. Oh, nothing worse. Oh, it was. I can't believe when I look at it now. Because even if it, it's you know a, a slightly chilly day in Sydney, I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> it's when your knees crunch on the frost oh, on a rugby no. field, and that or is. you just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I started doing some of these boot camps um, in Bondi. Of course, I'm a Brit. That's where we all flock to. And I just loved it. I was like, wow, we can train outside in this environment, you know, meeting new people all the time. And then it was coming up to when my visa was being renewed and I needed to go on to a student visa. And there's lots of wishy-washy student visa courses, if I'm honest. And I was like, God, if I'm spending money, I want it to be in something I'm interested in. Um, so just a, a little backtrack at this point in time, I was working in the backpacker travel industry. So again, completely different. Um, anyway, I went and started doing my certs in fitness and yeah, it just snowballed, I guess. Um, coming up to 10 years ago, I answered an ad for a boot camp in Bondi looking for, um, like an apprentice type thing. And I wrote the lady that owns it a letter on email, um, selling myself. I remember going and buying new active wear, but from cotton on because I couldn't afford anything too much because I was still <laughs> in that sort of backpacker mindset. Um, and that was that was the start of it, really. And I, I worked for her for a couple of years. Um, so again, I was working on a boot camp on Bondi Beach as a Brit. Like I was, I was living the life absolutely living it and then I moved to a personal training studio in um Double Bay so very different that was one-on-one I was dealing with um general population so men women all different ages whereas the boot camp was mainly women and and from there that's probably where my passion for working with women specifically not that I've got anything against men um but I found so I was the only female trainer in the gym 
And so I was past a lot of the the female clients that would come in, particularly the mums, because they felt, um, you know, like they could open up to another woman. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. However, the the pre and postnatal course that I did then was very basic, to say the least. Mm. And something didn't quite sit right in my head for me. Um, not that I've had children myself, but obviously being female, got the same bits and pieces. Um, I can empathize with a new mum, you know, when they're saying, oh my God, I'm peeing myself or I feel a bit heavy, you know, this isn't quite right. Um, then along came COVID. <sighs> Remember that one? And um, I was managing a different gym at the time. We had to get rid of all our trainers. So I was training all the clients plus managing. And, but I still had that 9.30 till 12 o'clock slot free. And I was like, this is prime mum time. So that thought process brought me back to the training that I had done, which I was like, oh, not sure about. And I found um, a lady called Jen Dugard who runs um, a course called Safe Return to Exercise. And it went from there. Um, I did her course almost two years ago now, I think. And I just loved it. It blew my mind of how, I mean, look, we know, obviously Roxy, you know, firsthand how incredible a woman's body is, you know, that it can bring life into the world. Um, and even, you know, even without being a mum, there's so many different things, the physio physiology, you know, the hormones and this and that, which sometimes I think if we're honest, we're like, oh God, hormones, you know, they get a bit of a bad rap, but really it's incredible. This potion of different things we've got going on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then I did that course and then I wanted to, I, I moved away from the gym that I was working at, wanted to start doing my own classes. And I had this opportunity come up in Centennial Park and I jumped at it. And that was me. So my first classes I did were in April 2022. So, yeah, almost 18 months ago now. Oh, wow. So that's, that's bringing me up to date. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how certain points in your life can kind of come full swing back into what you're passionate about, what you love, and mm. you kind of – but also the stuff that you do – has so much more of an impact when you go back into that full swing. So finding that slot of time and understanding women more and mm -hmm. and all of the steps you got there. It was amazing. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's and I think from going from working um sort of with everyone when I was at the personal training studio, it I really did and I guess this comes with maturity as well, you know, when I'm young I was just I'll, I'll do anything I'll work with anyone that kind of thing mm -hmm. and I really wanted to work with women um and also have some positive impact on women's mental health um and again to use your words Roxy it's come full circle because mm -hmm. I find a lot of the mums work with all they want is that one hour to themselves a week and it's yeah 
you know, it's mind blowing sometimes the changes that they'll come in, they've had a crappy morning and I can see they're straight stressed. I look at them, ask them how they are, ask them how their sleep is, which as we know, isn't always the best when you're a new mum. And just someone paying them attention and this listening to them and their needs rather than bub. Um, Because, you know, bub's fine. Bub's got mum. Bub's got dad. Bub's got a million other people around them. Mum tends to, you know, and obviously it depends on your relationship, but mums are the one that are are holding down everything. So, yeah, I I love it. Absolutely love it. No, you definitely get that from the sessions you you walk in and it's it's taken a lot to get there with every new mom you know you're, you're trying to pack the milk you're trying to you're trying to make sure you've got the right bra on if you're breastfeeding on all of these different things and you know a sports bra that's also a breastfeeding bra and you know the right outfit the baggiest outfit or <laughs> all of that stuff you're thinking about on top of Bob and his needs and what he's doing yeah. um but then you arrive and, you know, you, you're so welcoming and friendly. And then all the mums involved are in the same boat as you. But you're so right in that it's that one hour where you're actually focusing on yourself and rebuilding this beautiful structure that has made a baby and trying to put it back together. Um, and you just feel better every week thinking mm-hmm. you're not going a huge amount. It's, you know, you're not, it's not a massive hit class where you come back absolutely dead. It's oh, taking yeah. those steps that you, need to to build your life forward which is amazing (laughs) I love I love I love hearing how people find their niche like it's such a touching story particularly you know the little steps along the way like Roxy said you 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 circle back and it all sort of clicks at one moment and you just have that that realization and so this next question I'm just going to break it up a little bit to, to two questions so the next question is about uh, a faster path. So how, how could you get to where you are now quicker? But I would love to know, do you have any, is there anything you would do to get to your niche quicker? And then also, is there anything you could do to get to where you are with your qualifications and, and starting your business uh, quicker? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, so... So I, I, here's a here's a good um, story, if you like. I had a quite a junior trainer um, that I was working with um, a few months back in, in a third party, and she asked me what would my advice be to someone just starting out in the industry. And I said to her, "Find your niche and get really freaking good at it," um, because it it took me eight seven, eight years. Um, there, there was a few other factors in the way, like um, the gym where I was working with general population, my visa was tied to. So I kind of had to do that. Um, I think, yes, if I'd gone back in time, um, I would have niched out. I was also younger then. And I think that comes with it. Um, unfortunately, in the personal training industry, it's there was a stat at one point, a a trainer, the average trainer lasts 14 months. Um, Yeah, quite, quite crazy. And I can see why, because there's a lot of burnout. You go in, it's 5am starts, you know, 7, 8pm finish, huge gaps in the middle of the day. 
um, you know, if you've got clients, you know, not turning up, so, so I'm talking more on a one-on-one basis, you're losing money, but you're still at work, so to speak. Um, so a lot of um, trainers do burn out. They don't know what it takes. Um, there's also, also a lot of it is there is a sales element. Um, and this was even before I had my own business. You've got to sell yourself. Um, you know, it's people are investing their money in you and they want to know that you are the best person for them. So, um, yeah, to come back to it, it's, it's a tricky one to get there faster. I'd say maybe if the visa hurdle hadn't been in the way, I might've got there a couple of years before, but I still think I had to go through that working with general population. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And really clicking, keep getting that mum time, if you like, on my calendar free for it to then those jigsaw puzzles and pieces come together. All of it to click into place. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, in ter- and in terms of um, so the sort of the the qualifications for uh, for being a personal trainer or boot camp trainer, how is there a quicker way to do that? Would you recommend doing, you know, a short course, or is university going to get you a higher paying? Is it worth doing? Good question. So university you can go in um and get qualified as an exercise physiologist um also physiotherapist is a another way if you want to you know a similar um area i guess personal trainer as such um in australia you can do it through tafe or, or any college you just called your certificates in fitness three and four um, again, because I did mine as a student visa, it was quite a long path. It was about 18 months. You can do it really quickly in, I think, about nine months. Personally, I would say the slower, the better, because you're learning more and you can get that on on the job training. Um in regards to, um, I guess, sort of my qualification now with working with mums, um, at the time I did it, I think it was over three, three one-day sessions or maybe four one-day sessions. Um, and any niche that you're going to go in is going to need that experience and then that qualification as sort of the cherry on the top, really. Um, but, yeah, I guess get in there quicker that's a real tricky one because look, some people do and, you know, and, and they're fair play to them. But I think for me, it's experience, um, age and as well, because of the age I'm at, I'm 38, having that, um, you know, mentality of a, a woman in her mid to late thirties, how my body's changed and then be like, okay, well, if I was a mum or I've got friends that are mums, like that understanding. Whereas if you'd asked 25 year old me who had no friends that had kids, who let's be honest, was probably not treating her body very well. Um, yeah, it would have been a very different story. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's really about like getting yourself out there as much as you can and then trying to take a longer route so that you don't get thrown into the deep end. And I, I think that's probably where you, you, you've got this sort of personal branding experience as well. Um, 
we, we've talked a lot on other podcast episodes about how to sell yourself. And it seems to be something that pops up a lot in every industry now. And it's something that everybody needs to learn. It's, it's learning how to, you know, push yourself forward and, and trying to push your niche, which is you and your story across the line to get your, in this case, your clients, which is, it's, it's a real, um, that you can see in a real quantitative value. Whereas, you know, in other workplaces, it's you trying to push for a pay rise or an annual review or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what would be your favorite part of your job? Meeting the new mums and chatting to them. So before a mum even comes to the class, I chat to, I give them a call and I chat to them about their birth story. And I love how I can build that rapport over the phone instantly. Um, because I, I, you know, and these are things I need to ask. I'll chat to them. I'll be like, okay, are you peeing yourself? Is there any heaviness? Um, was it a vaginal birth? Was it a C-section? You know, getting down to the nitty gritty of it. Um, cause that's going to tell me a lot about their, um, you know, their recovery and where they're at and, you know, how far I can push them in class or, you know, whether we take it easy, that kind of thing. Um, and then when they first come, you know, spending that quality time with them because I spend a little bit more time with new mums, um, checking for abdominal separation, making sure that they're doing the pelvic floor activations correctly. And I think, again, it's that, wow, she's here for me and she's concerned about me. Um, and checking in with them at the end of the class, um, which look, and you know, at this point, Bub's probably feeding, you know, I couldn't, I've lost count the amount of times, the end of a class, I'll go up and go, hey, how are you doing? And, and you know, they're, they're feeding their little one and they're looking at me like, oh God, she's so interested <laughs> in me kind of thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I think, yeah, that's definitely the best part. And then the feedback, just knowing that they've had a, a great time and done something for themselves. I remember when you called me and you said, so what was the birth like? And I said, well, I had to drive myself to the hospital. And you went, what? Oh, okay. Yeah. Then you went, no, no, I mean, like, the actual birth. I was like, oh, well, that's a whole different story. <laughs> I'd sent my husband out to party the night before, and my kid came early, so it was... <laughs> He came home one o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. Rory decided to arrive. It's like, Dan, we're off to the hospital. Get in the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it's a, it's amazing to connect to, and every mom's got a different story, so you must learn something new, especially also about fitness and physiology and all of that. Every time you talk to somebody about, you know, the 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 nitty-gritty of the story really which most people don't really talk about that much where because you know my first reaction was what's the actual funny story around it not actually how did I have Rory <laughs> and what happened <laughs> yeah <laughs> so in so in terms of the negatives then what's the drawback uh with the industry or with with the journey is there anything that stands out as something that's been been quite negative for you when I was working through gym, it was 5 a.m. get-ups. I won't yeah, lie. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the summer, it is the best job in the world. You know, the sun's already up at 5 in the morning. I'm definitely one of those people whose circadian rhythm is, you know, with the sun because come winter, it's 
horrific getting up at that time in the morning, um, which, you know, is great for me now because I'm, I'm running the show. So I don't have any clients earlier than 630 um, and they're personal training clients. And I have a little personal training studio at home. So I have to roll out of bed at six o'clock. I'd say that's the, you know, personal um, negative, if you like, is definitely the hours. I think for the industry as a whole, there's a real connotation of, first of all, with personal trainers, how maybe not the most intelligent people in the world, Um, you know, only there for the Instagram and this kind of stuff. I am definitely, and I, when I market more sort of my personal training, I actually say, I am not the coach that you will see with her six pack out, with her glutes on display, posing longingly at her, her stomach. I said, that's not me. If, if that's the coach you want, I'll point you in the right, the right direction. Um, I feel that that's the, the Instagram trainers, let's say. Okay, look. And, and some people love it. And there's some, you know, a lot of them are a hell of a lot more successful than me, but that's just, that's not my thing. Um, I think the other side of the industry, um, more to do with my actual niche, is the get your pre-baby body back message, which again, makes me feel ick all over. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, structurally, a woman's body's changed, full stop. There's there's no getting around it, you know. Um, hips have widened. You'll have things when you're you're holding the baby, you know, you've got wrist issues, shoulders, this kind of stuff. To assume a woman wants to be smaller than she is the moment you meet her just doesn't sit well with me. I think, you know, in, in 2023, we're all about body positivity and all of that, um, which, you know, I'm, I'm 100% behind, but I think that the fitness industry still very much preys on new mums about losing weight, losing the baby weight, getting back into shape, this, that, and the other, all these messages that are just being jammed down their throat. And it's hard like it's really hard and 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 I understand I understand from both sides of it you know from a gym's point of view it is you know it's marketing it's selling you know they're going for the the common denominator what a mum needs is to get strong first and to recover um you know it's it's on the registration form that I do for my clients um there's a question something like what do you hope to get from our sessions? And I would say 95% of the time, it's about body image, um, which is, it's just the society we're in. Um, and look, and it's not something, it's not like I, you know, ignore it or anything like that, but I chat to them and I'm like, we will be getting you strong again. That is the the objective here. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, I'd say the most negative thing about the industry. Yeah. It, it's, that's amazing. Uh, I, I just, I just want to look at. I know nothing about this topic, but that just to me, this is something that I feel like you just don't see it on Instagram. You don't, you don't hear about these safe spaces. You don't, you know, you don't know that they exist. So, 
So I'll, give you, I'll give you a really good story. This this might be TMI, but I'm that kind of person, so it's fine. Um, I went on a speed dating night a couple of weeks ago. And obviously, everyone's the same questions. What do you do? Where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and there was one guy in particular who I might have matched with if this hadn't have been his response when I told him what I do and what his niche was. He goes, oh, so you help mums lose their baby, um, get their pre-baby body back. And I went, no, 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 actually, complete opposite. I help them rebuild strong. I don't force that message down the throat. He goes, oh, but that's what they really want, isn't it? And I was like, I just remember looking at the time. I was like, when is this five minutes up? Oh, let's move along now. Because, you know, and look, bless him again. He doesn't know any different. He's, he wasn't in the fitness industry. But it's, again, it's just that narrative that is there constantly. Um, and it costs this chap a date. So, hey-ho. <laughs> now, you, you are completely bombarded with it, with Facebook advertising, with family and friends, with, you know, being in a mum's group everybody's different shapes I'm a big shape I always have been and just watching my other mum friends completely slim down again and think you know what am I doing wrong and all of those things that go through your head but you know it's your class where you said to me Rox you are a little tired are you all right Rory not sleeping as well sort of pushed me a little bit to go to the doctor and go I am a little bit more tired than everybody else what what is going on here and I had a really bad iron deficiency which yeah. they they hadn't checked up on so I was in the bright bright red and they were like wow <laughs> you know let's get you sorted in the next day or so um but it's having that safe environment and I went to a couple of different exercise classes and they were intense and you know they're all sort of energizer bunnies and trying to move forward with it and it just felt not real whereas you go into Centennial Park with these other mums everyone's complaining at the same time everybody's kids complaining at the same time yeah. or they're all smiling and cheering each other on as we go across and it's it's really what I needed to get back into exercise and I don't know if I would have had the guts to I now go to boot camps and I go to spinning again and I you know built that strength back up but yeah. through these mum these mum classes yeah that's so nice to hear <laughs> um so we did touch a little bit about advice um are there any key you know points of advice that you would give somebody who's aiming to come into this industry or even trying to start their own business in the same way you have because I know that there's a lot of admin and, and things involved with that finding your niche is really important for a trainer I think you, you've got to do at least a couple of years doing general pop if you like so you can find out what you're passionate about and then find your niche then be good at selling yourself um and to get a, a business mentor that's that's been a, a huge um game changer for me um i'm part of um the club mum say so it's like a membership there's all fitness professionals in there and each month we'll have we'll either have some technical upskilling or we'll have a business element like next week. I'm really looking forward to it. It's about getting yourself out on LinkedIn, a platform which is, you know, traditionally a corporate one. Um, you know, recruiters use that kind of thing. I do have a profile on there, but I don't do anything with it. No, exactly. Um, and, you know, through that, through that business mentorship, it's like, oh, okay, I can go and ask like, 
this isn't working what what can I do or how would you best do a Facebook ad and that kind of thing so niche down uh, we'll get experience first niche down get yourself a business mentor those would be my three top tips And I can see all of those things happening with you as well. Because I, I must have started with you because Rory's one years old and you've been going for 18 months. So yeah. I saw you, you know, taking the photos and then the, the you know, the adverts popped up. And yeah, you, you yeah. Know. <laughs> putting all the, all the different layers in place with it all. Yeah, it just looked like it was developing. Now you have, um, you know, quite a bigger group of mums and more sessions and um yeah. One of the wonderful things that you do is, you know, we all go for coffee after and at the same time, you're also handing out pamphlets to other mums that are around to, you know, share yeah. this community, which is, is wonderful. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and I, I find that mums are more willing and, and, you know, that kind of thing. So when I worked at um, the gym before, we'd have flyers to give out and people would just be like, oh, get out of the way, get out of the way, get out of the way. <laughs> but I think coming across, I guess, probably being female and of a similar age definitely does help. Although I do know of some very good male mum-specific um, trainers. Um, but, yeah, it's just been friendly and it's not assuming that they need training or anything like that. I literally, they've got a bub you know, youngish age. And I'm like, Hey, I do mums and pubs, mums and pubs, sorry, mums and pubs. That'd be a great one, wouldn't it? Yes. <laughs> we might have done that once or twice. <laughs> so yeah, you know, give the leaflets out and I'm like, Hey, we, um, I do mums and pubs classes. Here's a flyer and just leave them to it. You know, I'm not there pushing, pushing, pushing the information's there. I had one mum, Anya, a couple of months ago, she tried to go, I've just found your flyer at the bottom of my bag. And I was like, oh, okay. She goes, I I had to ring you straight away. It's been there for months. And I was like, okay, brilliant. And I got her in the next day. So it was fantastic. Little Little stories like that I love. I think I walked past you, Edward. What is that? <laughs> and then I got a coffee at Centennial Park in one of the little cafes, and there was a oh, fire yeah. there. And I took a picture of it and sent it out to all my mum's groups. Went, oh, who wants oh. to do this with me? <laughs> and that's the other good thing working with mums is the network and the recommendations. Because, um, you know, mums are put in, um, you know, your mum's groups. Mm-hmm. and it's the let's do this together let's do this together let's find a time together because it's the, it's the socialization in the, the community definitely yeah definitely we've already spoken a lot about your education so I might not rehash all that again but I just wanted to give you a moment if you've got do you have any shout outs for any other resources any podcasts or books or anything that you've read or blogs that you feel have supported your journey Yes, um, self-development has been a big one for me over the years. Um, I will actually credit my old boss that I worked at the gym. He was very good at that. We used to do um, personal development once a week as a like all the, the personal trainers. And then I can't remember the authors, but there was a book called 10X, um there's another one which I've got over here which is something about hang on hang on I'm gonna find it it. (laughs) 
Sell like crazy. There we go. Sell oh, like crazy. That's on my that's on my uh, wish list on Audible to to get there into. There you go. Sell like crazy. Um, the uh, oh gosh, it's the the Nike creators story. Shoe shoe dog, okay. shoe dog about the Nike creator. Um, very inspiring story. I mean, look, I'm a, a an active wear girl. I have several pairs of Nikes, so there is that interest. But his story is about he was getting knocked down and knocked down, and he just kept trying and trying and trying. So little things like that have really stayed in my head. Um, as for podcasts, there's a few that I am really into at the moment. There's one called The Email Marketing Show. Um, two English presenters, um, but very good. There's a good lot of tips in there about email marketing. Um, there is now a Mum Safe podcast, which is really interesting. Um, it's aimed towards mums and trainers of mums. So that one's a really good one. Um, and I also, again, it's not completely off topic, but I really enjoy the diary of a CEO. Um, he uh, he interviews a huge range. There's celebs, there's people in business, um, there's authors, but again, it's those inspiring stories of how people got to where they are and that determination. And yeah, there's always always some good stories on there. Fantastic! Yeah. I want to check a few of those out. I've definitely okay. heard of a diary of a CEO. I don't know if I, I might have listened to one or two. <laughs> but, yeah. Highly recommend. <laughs> um, so just to finish off, are there any inspirational quotes that keep you going? Um, I think one of my favorite quotes, which is funny, it's it's not a business quote per se um it's there's no point being the richest man in the graveyard now that might sound a bit counterintuitive for someone who runs their own business and and is obviously doing their passion to make money but the way I look at that is you know I could make heaps and heaps of money keep going and going and going but am I enjoying what I'm doing you know, do I need all that? I mean, yes, obviously, especially in this day and age, you know, rent, food, everything like that. But that quote has always stuck with me because I felt like it's helped me create a career that, yes, I can earn money, but it's also given me a career that I can have an afternoon off when the sun's out, take the dog to the beach. So it's that that sort of sticks in my head. Brilliant. That's brilliant. Now, some of the best ones are the ones that aren't business. They're the ones that like stick there and sort of push you forward to, you know, make something passionate about your life and then also have a really good balance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only thing I would ask you as well is how do people find you? Um, you know, what are your websites and socials or can we just turn up in Centennial Park at 930? <laughs> <laughs> 
You, Roxy, can, by all means. That would be a lovely surprise. Um, but, yeah, I do like to have a chat to my mums, as I was saying, um, just to get to know the birth story and this kind of thing. So if you are interested um, or just fancy a nose, um, you can find me, I guess, Instagram's the the most, you know, the colourful place. So my business page is um, at mums underscore redefined. Um, and my kind of personal but still business is at Lou underscore B underscore fit. And there's a bit more about me in general and my dog a lot on there. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you very much. I, you know, thank you for everything you've done for me in the past year. But also thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast thank today. You so much. Great. I've enjoyed it. It's been a pleasure meeting you. Thank you. You've been listening to Roxy and Nate. Thanks for tuning in to A to Z Jobs. And always remember, it's your career and it's up to you to shape it. So dream big, make bold moves, stay curious and keep exploring. Check out our website at thecareerchangecoaches.com for more resources, tools and upcoming training. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Don't forget to subscribe and hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode of A to Z Jobs. Remember, your dream career could be just one episode away.